Okay, hello everybody. Hi. This is behind the scenes. We're, okay. doing, we're doing many things at once here. Say I hi. know, this is very exciting. We've got like eight machine learning things, yeah. 16 cameras, but yeah. we're doing it. It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada. We also have this Raspberry Pi here, which is not related to either of us, but it's yeah. our little friend. Brandon's going to be doing some demos. Yeah, we'll have demos and more. Uh, I'll grab my iPad and we'll do some object detection, some person detection. Yeah. And this is all machine learning on the edge. No internet connection is needed. Uh, we'll have it on the SAMD processor, the uh, Nordic NRF uh, for voice. We'll have some more surprises. And then also the Google folks are in the hack chat. All right. We're doing this thing. So it's 3 o'clock. And yeah. we still have our Hack-A-Day skull up. By the way, folks, yeah, check it out. Last, <laughs> last week we did 15 years of Hack-A-Day while we get people in the chat asking questions. Uh, if you want to queue up your next thing at four o'clock or wherever, then uh, go uh, check out that Hackaday video with Sophie, Brian, Caleb, uh, Mike, and us. And I think that's it. Okay, cool. I'm going to stay hydrated. Yeah. And then, of course, later on, if y'all want even more content we'll be doing our live show and tell and shows at 7 30 and 8 o'clock okay. all right okay i'm gonna get some of the uh links out to everybody okay while uh, let's let's start drop some links I'll think of the questions. And okay, first person asked, hey Pete and Google Flow, when is TensorFlow 2.0 officially releasing? That's well, right, it's, it's in release candidate. Yeah, what versions of uh, TensorFlow are you using on your demos? Well, um, the demo actually I'm running here is TensorFlow 2.0 RC0, so that's cool. Um, and then on the other demo, the object detection demo with SSD, it's um, TensorFlow 1.13. It's whatever is the latest one point release. Okay. So I'm kind of running both. I would like to convert the 1.13 to 2.0. I got to like restructure refigure out how you know it's like the demo hadn't been hasn't been ported officially but maybe i could make it work and then we also have um some demos not just with raspberry pi but with microcontrollers yeah we're gonna show those so yeah microcontrollers are pretty neat because they're low cost and they're low power um but they're slightly powerful enough it's funny actually like my first pc was a pentium 120 and then, like, you know, this Pi Gamer is running also at 120 megahertz. That doesn't have nearly as much RAM as up to optimize processor. But, you know, like, this is pretty impressive. Like, what was my desktop PC is now running Linux is now a microcontroller. Okay. So a couple questions. Looks like looks like they want a brief overview on machine learning for microcontrollers. So that's familiar in the space. What problems it's solving and on generic microcontrollers are special parts. That's a good um, one. And then the okay, other Daniel one... Daniel says he's going to uh, maybe answer that one. Yeah, and then the other one is, um, 
how neural network do you use in this process? So, yeah, for the neural networks questions, um, we're, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lazy. I haven't made my own models yet. So we're just using um, the TensorFlow pre-made models, which are handy. Yeah, because we're working on the speech, making our own speech models. Yeah, we're going to make our own speech models. Um, it's just, you know, it's we have to document how to do that because it's not easy. Um, and the MobileNet Cocoa models, the devices in context, there's so much computation time that went into tweaking and tuning them, we wouldn't be able to do a better job. So we're just gonna use those models. Okay, okay. so I'm gonna answer Andres. Yeah. Andres, we're using um, the mobile net v2 uh, models that are up Optimized for um, mobile device use. It's really a ton of work they put into it to optimize them. And we wouldn't be able to do a better job. So, in the hack chat, I'm going to yeah. post up. Um, two examples. One is the high one we did, and one that we did for. Um, okay. The TensorFlow Light for microcontroller. Yes. So I'm going to post a bunch of those. Yeah. I will say. Um, Arthur, I'm going to answer this one. So Arthur wanted to know what um, what problems does this uh, can it solve? Well, um, TinyML would be really good for solving pattern matching issues where um, the programmer can't figure out like the heuristics on their own. Like you can always tune your own project to match the data, but um, it takes a lot of time and you have to be like really experienced. Whereas what TVML can do is it can match patterns that you don't have the rule set for, you don't have heuristics for. So it's not a replacement, but I think there's situations where it's like, there's no easy way to define the rule set that you want to match. And that's what, what ML is really good for. Um, and instead of designing your own machine learning structure, like you can use TensorFlow Lite for microcontrollers, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a chunky amount of memory, but it can do a lot of stuff that would be really hard to optimize for microcontroller otherwise. It's, they're taking care of all the optimization stuff for you because the math is going to be the same either way. Like no matter what, you're probably going to take FFTs and you're going to do like convolutions. Having all of that already optimized for you is kind of handy. Okay, and then one, I, one that I put in here was, um, you know, we did a demo that moves the servo up and down based on voice only. So that's good for folks with mobility issues. Yeah. Like if you can embed a lot of these things, not yeah. require an internet like connection. Like speech recognition on a microcontroller is really hard. 
and it's it's like any algorithms that you can find are usually they're they're heavily patented and um, not released into the public domain. Like you can't use them. Whereas what's neat about TensorFlow is it's open source. So it's like if you wanted to do speech recognition, you don't have to invest like five to ten years of your life to reinvent Dragon Dictate. Yeah. Yeah, Dragon Dictate and like all the voice stuff is really expensive, but if you only have a small set of words that you're looking for and you want to make a decision based on that. Yeah. You can do that there. Okay, so maybe I'll answer that person. What was the person who just asked that question? I can't always. We answered on days. So somebody asked what problems? Okay. Arthur. Um Using TF light means you don't have to, to do a lot of the optimizations required for heuristic based pattern recognition. Instead, you can take advantage of the optimizations that um, ARM and Google have done, and you don't need to, to well, I guess you just still have to change, but you don't need to um, reinvent um, the matching, the matching, Algorithms just need to be Okay. So. Okay, maybe put the speaker close to the microphone. Uh, yes, this one. Let's see which one is. Let's see if it works. Hog. Yeah. Catch it. It doesn't know what it is. Yeah. The thing is, it thinks it's a TV, so it's like, oh, you have, why are you holding a TV up? Yeah, I think I'll go from this. I'm going to get this. Okay. So, um, okay. So, can you run Keras? Uh, yeah, you can wrap it in. Well, Keras is, it's, Right now, the code for TF micro controllers is super streamlined. Okay. Um, okay. So Dick Brooks asks, "What software and hardware is used to build the demo, and how many people hours does it take to reach a stable state?" That's a really good question. Um, so we have a couple demos. Lots of weekends. Lots of weekends. <laughs> so to get the um, uh, 
to get the micro speech demos working took um, maybe two weekends of work, you know, about 20 hours total, but it was in a much less stable state. Now it's, um, now the code is nearly ready for release. So you don't have to read, learn all this stuff I did. Also, I wrote a guide on what I learned on training new speech models. Okay. Okay, so um, are you limiting yourself to only neural networks? Machine learning methods based on decision trees like hard classifiers might be known for my controllers. I think people do use um, decision trees and stuff. I think um, just what's neat about this is that we already have a lot of structure in place for um, calculating and training these models for TensorFlow. So it's like you get to take advantage of all of the existing infrastructure. Because um, again, a lot of people, it's like, if, if you know this stuff and you can do it, then you should totally do it. But a lot of people don't. And just like Arduino and CircuitPython made it easier for people to make um, electronic projects without being experts at like CPU architecture, you can now train models to do visual recognition or speech recognition without really being an expert at what those what they're doing, right? It's kind of like lowering the barrier of entry so it isn't just data scientists. Okay, so. I guess also one thing is if you're into the constraints of microcontrollers and or like privacy, you know for sure you're only doing this on the edge. You're not connecting it to a cloud. How do I scroll? I don't know if there's a trick. Scroll what? I want to see the um, chat. Yeah? Yeah, but it's... Um, I can't, I want to see Chuck's thing, but I, I can't, it keeps, oh, yeah. can you show me the sure. question? Yeah. For Chuck? Yeah. Chuck wanted... No, sorry, it, yeah, it was Chuck, because you said from YouTube, there was a question. Yeah, well, every time someone types it. Oh, uh, it's it okay. Oh, wait, it's over there. So it's, you can, the, okay, yeah. so uh, for Chuck's question, um, we're using units here because um, it uh, lets us take advantage of the huge um, resources available with TensorFlow. We can do tests on uh, Python. Uh, C Python to tune things and then deploy to a smaller device. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna 
switch over to the other demo to show to show people detection. So let's. Uh, I'll move that over. Scroll bar, but I don't see any. Yeah, when you, when you mouse over, I think. Uh, here. I'm on Chrome. Yeah, you're okay. If you go like this, and then if you go like this, I think you can. Okay. Now, there should be a scroll right here. It's right here. Oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I see. Okay, you have to like get it. Okay, so I'm going to move this demo over. Let me try. Now I can't get it. Okay, you have to mouse or you have to wait. Okay, now I can do it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do people detection yeah. on internet so somebody asked, can I Google, use my Google AI vision set up for this? Um, There's person. Hi, I'm going to go by over here. So which one is This one is this one. Yeah. It's a little slower. Okay, sorry, they were asking. Can you use Google AI vision? Uh, Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak into the frame. Yes, the Google AIY. Yeah, so now with this, we can see both of us now. Uses uh, the Movidius um, accelerator and a Pi Zero. Totally will will work um, with TensorFlow Lite. Uh, we wanted to experiment, experiment with non-accelerated Raspi 4s because they're available, low cost, and we think that these supercomputers will only get faster. Yeah, and then uh, let me see. I think. I think the object demo that we had also did bird, right? Yeah. The new one does bird too? Yeah, it just doesn't, it can do birds in macaws, yeah. I think it was really good at, but it, was, it doesn't tell you the type of bird. So this demo that we have here, um, yeah, it's saying bird, it's just in blue, it's hard to see it. Bird. So this demo is using like a segmented um, detection algorithm. So. The other one just looks at like the entire image. It's much faster. It's at seven frames per second, um, but it just says like, what's the main thing that you see? Bullet train. Bullet train. I think this is the bullet train because of these lights. Yeah. And then um, this demo. Um, sorry. This demo. What's neat about it is because it's segmented. It's slower. It's only like a frame and a half a second. Although I think it can speed that up a bit, but it can detect. Um, objects and box them so in this case it can detect like there's a person and if you hold up like a coffee cup it's like oh it could track the coffee cup but it only does 90 objects this is only trained for 90 because like it has to um it can't be as specific when it's trying to do this very fast tracking cmd we're doing pi 4 nordic nrf and cmd 51 yeah and then what so the pi she was asking if it's a cortex. The Pi is well. It's a different, you know. It's a different yeah. land. It's it's actually running. The Raspberry Pi is actually running TensorFlow Lite, and this is actually running TensorFlow. So this is like basically running desktop computer level code, whereas the microcontroller stuff, it's running an embedded micro version of TensorFlow Lite. Like you can't, like it's everything's compiled together. It's very optimized.
Okay, so I'm going to show the yes-no demo, which I think is pretty impressive because it, it's doing a lot on a little. Yeah. So I'll pop over there. Okay, so somebody else asked, you did the okay, demo. This is for Duncan. Um, okay, apologies, that's a question. It's also training particular people. Okay, so... Uh, so Emily says, can you train people? Uh, so I'm going to... Yes. We okay, so would. this is for Duncan. This is the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit Express, and it's running um, what we call Braincraft, but it's a uh, sensor flow. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to press the button and say yes or no, and you'll be able to see it. Yes. No. So yes was green, obviously, and. Uh, Red with no, and then I'll I'll do no again just so you know I'm not <laughs> trying to trick you. No. Okay. Then we got another demo, and this is using a what's called our Pie Gamer. And for this one, we wanted to have a little demo video that started it up, um, so you knew it was TensorFlow. And for this one. Um, Yeah. Um, it does the Tron bit demo. Uh, yes. And it's pretty noisy in here, so that's impressive. I'll do it. No, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. So both my demos work. That's pretty impressive. Um, but that's that's the uh, Nordic NRF 52, and that's a CMD 51. Okay, I think I actually had it in non lock mode. Yeah. Okay. So Daniel says they're going to have models and training scripts, speech, hot word detection, infrastructure, and gestures captured from our data, which is pretty much like that would be awesome. That's what people want. So I think we're getting, we're, you know, it's really early as we're doing these experiments, but it's kind of interesting to see what, you know, what's the capabilities and what's the kind of data that you need to get ready for um, TensorFlow light on microcontrollers as well as. Um, uh, TensorFlow light for Raspberry Pi. Okay, Evan uh, Horus or Juris says, hey everyone, uh, making a shameless blog. Actually, I liked Evan's, I used Evan's um, guide to make this demo. Yay, I used um, your oh, awesome guide to make the demo I'm running now. Just changed a couple things in using high game instead of open CD so it works with frame buffer devices. Okay, Sarah wants to know, no, is the code so. that we're showing for the Pi 4 Nordic and CMD available? Yes. It we is. We have it on our learn guides it, and it's in GitHub. Yes, the the um, the code for the Pi Gamer and the um, Circuit Playground Bluefruit, that's in the um, GitHub under Adafruit and then under Adafruit TF Lite Microspeech. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, sensor flow. Uh, we're talking about bullet train. Sometimes it tells me I'm a punching bag or a wig. Um, it's also kind of nice. It said that to me too. Yeah. But usually it says I'm a person. Um, what was I saying? So, yeah, you can check out that code. Um, actually, just refactor it a little bit, and then there'll also be an official library soon. Okay. Next up. Yeah, I think the next the next big thing that people are going to want is how to train models, which we're getting to. Like, yeah. this has been like an adventure because like I 
never took any machine learning classes. Like I know, you know, I took matrix and algebra and like all that good stuff. And I, I never took an AI class because it was, it just seemed really boring. Uh, I've got to be honest with you. I, I took a couple graphics classes and electronics classes, but I didn't take machine learning AI. So I'm kind of learning this stuff. It's like, I understand what it's doing, like with speech. It's taking the FFT and then, and then matching it as an image, which is kind of neat. But uh, I'm going to disconnect this. Um, but it's it's been fun. Like every weekend, I'd make a little bit of progress. Like just getting, like one weekend, I just got like like the circuit player and booth working. And it's just, you know, there's there's a lot of little things. Like, you know, I was we were allocating memory on the stack, and it turns out like, GCC didn't like that, so like it was crashing, and I figured that out, and then it took deep. So like every time we add a new microcontroller or like a new display for the Raspberry Pi, it's kind of like there's just a lot of pieces moving. It's not it's not like NeoPixels lighting up when you press a button. It's like there are lots of different pieces, and it's not always. It's kind of like you know, it magically works at the end, but you you there's not a lot of checkpoints. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. uh, is there any Cortex M7 boards in the works? No, not. I don't have any right now. If you want a high-powered Cortex chip, let's get a Raspberry Pi. Honestly, for the price, that's a that's the best one to do. Okay. So, any other questions? Hmm. All right, I'll grab some of the questions that came in from YouTube. Yeah. I'm gonna start putting these in, so you can answer them. So. Yes, I will answer them. I'm just, I'm just looking to see if there's any. Um, well, Andres asked, "Did you use any optimizations like quantization? Did you use a size of the power something like that?" Not yet. I uh, just getting it working is the best thing you can do. Okay, uh, from Ronald, when will the BrainCraft have be available as a product? When? What price? Um, it will be available. I don't know exactly when. I want to keep doing these projects because I'm learning a lot. Like, for example, this design doesn't have a fan driver on it, but I learned really fast that, like, if you're doing running TensorFlow Lite, you really need a fan on the Pi 4, as you can see. Even this, uh, I have a, um, a large heat sink, but even it, it's uh, overheating. It's like, hey, temperature is getting kind of high. Like, I need to cool down. And that will slow down your um, inferences because it starts throttling um, the CPUs. So, you know, I want to revise it to add a fan driver, for example. Okay. For Rohan, I will uh, find some of these uh, upcoming projects. Me, um, okay, if folks, uh, let me grab an eye. Okay. Okay. 
So I'm going to type this in the chat. But this is a speak and spell. And I thought it would be fun to put a camera in the back and call it speak and ML. And it'll turn on, and it's a Raspberry Pi inside. And you'll do a scavenger hunt. It'll say, go find a tiger. Go find a cat. Uh, go find a dog. Uh, maybe not real ones, maybe photos of ones. Or go find a cup. And uh, you'll go and you'll collect those in a scavenger hunt. The other thing that we wanted to do was a game controller that when you hold up the game controller to like a photo of a, let's keep using cat, uh, in the video game itself, your character will turn into a cat then you can do things. And then we wanted to do an emoji camera that's not connected to the web, but it looks at you. And if you're smiling, it types an emoji for you. So I'll put those in the chat. That's some of the stuff we're working on. Didn't miss anything. Check out the sign up page here as soon as you have it ready. We'll release it. And then let me get the get the link under products view. Okay. There you go. Okay. Great. So that's the hat question. Now I know how to scroll, so I just gotta. Sometimes it doesn't show up. Um. Sebastian asked, "How much do you to know about?" Deep learning neural net theory in order to use TF efficiency or start at least. I find that deciding what hidden layers and how many of them go to your neural net is very clear. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think you can get started um, just by you know, like for example, I, like I said, I don't know any of the deep math behind this. Like I understand the basic math of what it's doing, but I don't. I'm not training my own models outside of what's already in existence and just kind of like borrowing the existing models and for a lot of stuff that people want to do um that's fine they don't you know a lot of projects people have if you can use the existing mobile net models that's like great just use them i mean like you know they've like like half of the energy that is spent in new york was like spent on training these models so like you should use them it's cheaper and faster and easier um i know that there's also some experimentation in in retraining some of the models so again taking the first few layers of the object detection and then tweaking the um the final layer so again you have to do the entire model training from beginning to end because that's great for an academic experiment but it's incredibly computationally expensive okay someone wanted to know um is there an audio database for a microphone to say to see if something woofed or meowed You'd have to do training for that, but right, that's, that's yeah. something that we want to make. So what you would do is a lot of basically what training is you would, you know, there's existing um, script for training speech models. So what you would do is, you know, do we have a guide on how to create your own um, server that lets you record audio? Because you record the audio and then you have to convert it to wave and it has to be like mono, 16-bit, like 16, sorry, 16 kilohertz, 16-bit, PCM, whatever. You just have to get a couple hundred then, you know, audio files of what a meow and what a wolf sound like, like a bark or, or meow. And then you can train the model to detect those two. And the more you have, the better. For example, the yes, no model works really well because there's like a thousand examples of each. And so it's been, it's done a really good job. Almost everybody we go to, if they say yes or no clearly, it recognizes them. Whereas some of the models that have only a couple hundred or like a hundred um, 
uh, utterances, it's not going to be as good because it needs a ton of data to do the training and testing. Okay, so... Yeah, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to switch over to the um, demo that looks at it and speaks the words. So if you can plug that back in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go over to that now. Oh, how long does it take a, a thing? If friends to recognize. I'm going to say you can check out our demo right now. An image. Well, we're on the, the MobileNet V2 demo that we have, this one, um, the, you can see it's it's uh, the image is 240 by 240. It used to be I think 300 by 300 uh, okay. at least, and it can do um, six and a half frames per second. All right, can you put the, the can you put the audio one audio demo? In? Yeah, and I have to plug this yeah. back in. Yeah. Okay. And maybe put it close to the Okay. So let's uh, see how it goes. And which one am I on? I have to find which one it is. This one. Yeah. You're at this okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got so many machine learning. No call. All right, so it's pretty fast. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to my photo set that I have. And these are just ones that I, I was like, well, let me just kind of randomly pick them. And let me see what happens. Todd. Todd. English center. So this is moving just as fast as my hands are. So gonna... Yeah, I mean, they recognize within 150 yeah. milliseconds. Uh, and then remember, um, like, you notice it's like a leopard cheetah doesn't know. It's, what's it neat is, you know, there's this UI rule of thumb that if you can do something within 200 milliseconds, humans think that's instantaneous. So this demo is really good because it's right under that 200 milliseconds. Cockroach. I'm not even using an iPad and it's like, Flipping the rotation around. Well, it should, it should yeah. be able to, in the orientation, should work. Giant panda. Giant panda. Eel. I'm yeah. always surprised it gets eel, because that one's kind of hard. Yeah. Okay. Tiger. Okay. Um. Okay. All right, then here's one from YouTube. Uh, any boards playing with MCEs that include tensor accelerators like the Max? Um, probably not on board because yeah. there's the, you plug in. But you know, with the Pi Four, we don't we don't need one. Yeah. So the the. The uh, not Karatis, I can't remember the name. The, the K210 does have a neural net accelerator inside of it. It's not running TensorFlow Lite, so you're kind of using their own system. Um, just like the ESP32, they have their own their own compiled system. The thing I've noticed is that it's really good at detecting the things like those. A lot of demos are well, some of them are not open, so you actually you don't you just get a binary and you have to just run the code. Um, or, or sign NDA. So that's another thing. It's like you're, it's it's much more restrictive than just running it 
on a plain CPU. Um, and um, they are really fast, but those those chips would, for like the, the K210, you run it on your own, it wouldn't necessarily be a great accelerator because you have to connect the camera to the device. Like it kind of does it the whole thing on its own. It's a self-contained uh, microcontroller. And uh, for the folks that are watching tonight on Ask an Engineer at 8 p.m., um, we'll leave these demos up because we have a, a, a easier camera setup, so you can see more things going on at the same time. So we'll 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 have these demos as well if you want to check those out. Yeah. All right, I think we got some last minutes. I think we answer like every question. Yeah, this is a fury. A fury of questions. That was fast. Um, one of the projects we want to do is do training on logos because I wanted to be able to tell the difference between Hackaday logo, Adafruit logo. <laughs> And I thought that because everyone has access to logos. Yeah. And if we're like going to do like you training. Up, you pick up a box and you're like, oh, it's an Adafruit package or something. Yeah. I thought that would be kind of neat. Okay. Okay. I am working on Hackaday Falls. Can you DM me about your M4 and 240 by 240? Just post uh, right here. Yeah. Yeah, post here. I'm going to tell him that. Yeah. So, but you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what time? So the, the 240 yeah. by 240 display is what's on the... Yeah, uh, I just like yeah. it because um, I wanted to have a small enough display. Because first of all, it has to be hat-shaped, so it fits with, you know, it's it's a fixed shape. I can't change that. I wanted to have, you know, a joystick and a button, some LEDs and some um, plugs so you can connect accelerometers or IMUs, servos, LEDs, and then, of course, have microphone and headphone audio stuff. So I, you know, I could have done with a bigger display, but I wanted. I figured, like, you know, this isn't for. This is just for feedback. This is for human debugging, right? It's like I can see what it's doing, um, which is pretty nice for like testing whether stuff is working. Like one of the things I thought was really challenging about um, the AIY or the like Vision Kit is they were really powerful, but it was hard to know what it was doing. Um, so having this, you know, when it boots, it comes up and it tells you, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've detected." They can give you an idea of like, did something go wrong? Like sometimes your camera's just loose. Oh, did we put the brain prep in the machine learning category? Yeah. On so. the yeah, it's in machine learning. We yeah, machine one of our goals is to have something that's like 20 bucks for machine learning and then something that's like under $100. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, we're 40 minutes in. Do you want to do another five minutes? I don't know how long we're... 
yeah, one of the goals is to have something that's under twenty dollars that does speech, which is a circuit plug and that does really good. And then one of our basis. goals is to do something that's under a hundred dollars that does vision really well. Yeah, I think we can get that down lower. Okay, uh, here is a question from YouTube. This oh, it's from ninety six boards. What does ninety six boards say? Ninety six boards. We want to do a, a show thing with ninety six boards. We should. I should email them back. Hey. Okay. Uh, okay. So John Lasser is showing his project and asks, "How fast can the twenty four by twenty four update?" Um, so I'm going to say, uh, "You can send it SPI data as fast as eighty, actually sorry, sixty four megahertz." So um, you just have just need. To Someone was asking why is it called Edge. I think there's probably a few names you can call it, but it's I, not the I, cloud. It's the Edge. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. Like, what do you say, non-cloud? Okay, we'll do a couple more minutes and then yeah. get back to getting ready for our next show. Okay. Oh, Isaac Ward said, thanks for CircuitPython efforts. We are still following up. Yeah, same here. We'll, we'll get together. The um, CircuitPython on Blinka uh, Linux is something you're really interested in. 96 boards has a ton of Linux boards. Yeah. So we just did a guide for um, Pi 4 with machine learning. We just did an NVIDIA one that came out yesterday or last night or today. So we're going to try to chip through most of these. So yes, how hard is it to work with the PIC32 series? Um, PIC32 is not based on ARM, so it will be tougher. Um, There's no strong optimization efforts going on that we know of. <laughs> So someone wants to know, uh, do you think FPGAs for these low-cost and low-power solutions? They're not going to be low-cost. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say for FPGAs, it's tough for low-cost. For low yeah, and they're, they're really hard to use. And, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's a ton more effort. So you do have to balance how much effort you want to put into it. Yeah. Okay. I think I got to all these. I think we did. We had a massive number of questions. And we did some live demos. Yes. Yeah, all the demos worked. Yeah. I'm getting, let me see if I have any other. We considered the Lattice ECP series. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Want to keep things easy for everyone to use. Yeah, we're kind of stuck with the e easy to use stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I, if I want something super powerful, I can always get, like, yeah. something super extreme and expensive. But th th that's not engineering. The challenge is to make it low cost and easy. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a picture of a penguin on this. Penguin. Okay. 
I didn't know the MIPIC 32 is a MIPS processor. Here we go, penguin time. Penguin. Penguin. So I know. Bullet train. <laughs> Only sometimes, though. Okay. No, you gotta get back. Okay, yeah, yeah. let me. Uh, Okay, I gotta get back to work, so I gotta go. <laughs> okay, ladies, we gotta get back to work, so we're gonna get back to work. So we'll say bye in the chat. And then we show. have we have like two shows tonight. Thank you, everyone. It was forty five minutes. It yeah, good. it was good. Uh, keep hanging out here and posting up questions and more. Okay, is anyone considering a particular project they want to build? Happy to help figure it out. Uh, that's from Daniel. Yeah, for everyone who's uh, tuning into this, um, all the Google folks are here, those are the folks. There is no other. So if you're thinking of doing anything in machine this learning. Is a, this is from the machine learning mouth. Yeah. Uh, this is a perfect. Right. You're never going to get another opportunity like this to ask questions and get them answered by the experts. And special thanks to Dan and everyone in Hackaday for putting together the Hack Chat. Yes. And uh, we'll see everyone tonight on Ask an Engineer at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Show and tell, 7.30 p.m. if you want to show and share some of your projects. We'll be here more later. More machine learning, more stuff, more, more, more. Bye, everybody. Bye, folks. Oh, neat. When you were waving your hand, it almost it was doing something. Yeah. Hands. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm going to log out then. All right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you're done broadcasting.